Well, 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 it's fucking Tuesday, and we're back. I'm back. You're back, still sitting in that chair. Let me turn on the light for you. There you go. Hopefully you'll be able to see. Keep those eyes open now. Come on now, it's time to wake up. Come on, chop, chop. You know, we, we've got plenty of important things to learn about today. We're going to be learning a lot today. We're going to be learning about pronouns that the Navy SEALs watch. We're going to be enjoying some utterly fantastic, you know, books for pride. And we're going to learn that Japan's court is a bit based. <laughs> um, We're going to have a fun day. It's going to be a bit of a shorter episode, but I think we're going to have a fun day here on the Political Panda program. Because I know, and you know... It's just, it's always great. You know, society is doing fantastically. Inflation, never heard of it. Stock market declining, nope, didn't ever, didn't think about it. Terrorism, domestic terrorism in the United States, eh, I'm sure they're just playing around. Those silly kids these days, always playing with their, with their, with their rocks and whatnot. I'm sure everything is just fine. Hi. You know, we're we're doing just fine. Oh, don't worry about him. He's going to be very important very soon. We're going to learn a lot from them. Don't try to cut against me. Okay, I'm I'm just Anyway, if you do end up enjoying today's fantastical pride-filled show of utter horrible proportions about how downright dumb our society has become, then please join me here in helping the algorithm so that Elon Musk may one day see this and may one day give me the ultimate gift of a rocket, so I may escape this horrible, horrible planet. Hey, hey, I haven't mentioned this in a while, but if you do hate me, hey, keep listening to the show, because maybe you can help me get off this planet, and then you'll never have to hear me again. Boom, you both win. It's fantastic. I leave, you get to see me leave, and I never come back. It's a win, 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 win. I love it. Anyway... If you haven't already, please go over and follow me on Twitter as well as Truth Social. The Twitters are down below. Truth Social is literally at Political Panda Program as well. Go ahead and please subscribe to the podcast or rate us if you can. Seriously, it really helps out a ton and it helps out the algorithm and making sure that people come to our sh come to the show. And uh, yeah, seriously. Cannot thank guys enough. Keep we keep going, and I should just say me because I'm the only one that produces this show. I'm the everything of this show, and in some aspects, I'm not the best at doing those things. So, anyway, well, let's let's jump right into the today's show. So, our opening thing that we do on the show here lately is a bit interesting. So it's a Navy uh, is training its members to create a safe space by using proper gender pronouns. Here's their in new instructional video, which is modeled after a children's show. Oh boy, come on kids, let's sit around and learn about pronouns. Oh, he's got the pride. They've both got some pride on them. They're looking hip. They're looking cool. This guy looks like an absolute beta, and I'm ready to go. I'm spicy. I just signed up for the Navy SEALs right now so I can learn all about my pronouns. Let's learn about them together. Hi, my name is Johnny and I use he, him pronouns. Hi, and I'm Kanchi and I use she, her pronouns. <gasps> and we're here to talk about 
pronouns. What is a pronoun? A pronoun is how we identify ourselves apart from our name, and it's also how people refer to us in conversations. Using the right pronouns is a really simple way to affirm someone's identity. It is a signal of acceptance and respect. If it's a signal of acceptance and respect, how do we go about creating a safe space for everybody? That's a good question. A really good way to do that is to use inclusive language. Instead of saying something like, hey guys, you can say, hey everyone, or hey team. Yeah, and now that you say that, another way that we could show that we're allies and that we accept everybody is to maybe include our pronouns in our emails or, like we just did, introduce ourselves using our pronouns. But what would I do if I uh, misgender someone? I think the first thing to recognize is that it's not the end of the world. You correct yourself and move on, or you accept the correction and move on. Nope, it's the end of the world. If you misgender somebody, it is the end of the world. Your name will be trending on Twitter in a matter of few hours because they will tweet out, person just misgendered me, uh, screaming, crying, Every, everything is over. I have seen it from experience. The most important thing I can tell you is do not put the burden of making you feel good about your mistake on the person that you just misgendered. Oh, thank you for telling me that. Yeah, and another tip uh, for you to remember their uh, pronoun next time, it's in your mind. Kind of go through a progression of three good things about the person using their pronoun. So let's say the person chooses to use they, mm -hmm. then you will in your mind go, they have a nice shirt, they have a nice smile, they are really smart. So that kind of sticks in your brain. That is no way to remember somebody. By the way, I used to be a high school student. For some of you who are maybe newer to the show, I graduated high school about three-ish weeks ago now. I had four teachers exactly. I had to look at my phone anytime somebody asked me who my teachers were. Why? Because I'm, I'm not, I don't care about learning your names most of the time. I'm more concerned about, hey, I'm here for the class, and then I'm out. Okay, it was literally the last semester of the year. I'm in, I'm out. I'm in, I'm out. Okay, we're, we're, I'm just saying here. By the way, this is, this is silly. If I was a Navy SEAL, I would stand up in that room and I would leave. I would leave. There, there, there's no reason for this. I, I feel like I would like look at other people and I'd be like, is this really what you want to sit through right now? If, do you really want to be talked down to about using pronouns and being so-called respectful to people for affirming their identity? I'm not here to join into your little, your little pronoun tea party here. I'm, I'm not about it. Pronouns, my pronouns will continue to always be emperor. And, of course, no one affirms my identity. So, you know, it's whatever. I get it. You know, people are just bigoted. That's fine. I get it. That is so helpful. Um, I want to know, what would I do if I want to know someone's gender identity or pronouns? The most important thing is... Do not pressure anybody into giving you their pronouns. Some people may be going through the process of discovery and they are not ready yet to tell you what their pronouns are, and that's okay. So I should just lead with my pronouns and they may follow or not, and if they don't, then I can just continue to use gender-neutral language. Well, let's just uh, not do that. Let's just talk like human fucking beings 
and not like this is you know if this is how society is going to form around pronouns then i'm not going to talk to anybody at all i don't think a lot of people would want to talk to anybody you want to know why because no one wants to go around introducing themselves like this like hi hello everyone my name is jacob i use he him pronouns everybody i would look at that person and go oh that's that's really dumb dude why why are you doing that this is just a conversation between us well i feel like we really need to discourage you know such you know negativity about our our gender identity it's like dude listen man it's it's not that deep we're having a basic conversation here if i want to refer to you i'll just say if you're going to give me your name first off i'll just refer to you as your name i'm not going to go through the hassle of remembering your your little pronoun game all right, there's too many of those, okay? There's too many of those. There's they, them, is slim, scler, shkli, clier, freaking goddamn bun-bun, kitten self, doggy self, puppy self. There's too much, okay? You're not gonna be like, yeah, I got all my, I got all my friends' pronouns down. No, you don't. Shut up. Stop lying to yourself. Unless, for whatever reason... You've got freaking photographic memory, which if that is, I'm going to probe you immediately because I want it so that I can just remember everything so that I just don't have to think too hard about remembering things. I just go, oh yeah, I got this. You know, I, be, I know there's all people that hate the photographic memory. I love it. I, I wish I had it. But seriously, this it's just, it's brain numbing because I just don't, I feel like I grew up in the middle ground where like, you know, obviously, you know, growing up through school, you know, it still had, you know, sort of like a left-wing bias to it, but yet, you know, you get all the way through to the end of school, you know, of high school, and I feel like it really started hitting hard towards the end, and yet, here still I am, brain-numbingly frustrated, and I talk to so many people, and uh, my work, you know, every once in a while, and it, it just frustrates them. And I mean, you know, we're we're in a time where this, this is what gets taught to our military, you know, not, you know, how to be good soldiers, you know, how to be brave, how to run into a building, save people's lives. No, nah, no, nah, it's about how to use conversational pronouns. Yeah, mm, yeah, our military budget sure goes to good fucking use. Tell you what. Yes, exactly. Just to share something with you that happened uh, the other day at a cookout I was at, we were... Uh, talking about pronouns and somebody was disagreeing with how different people um, see themselves as different pronouns and the argument was if you look like a female then it's she her because that's what's normal and if you make me call you something else then you're infringing on my rights and I I was really taken aback by the comment and I really wasn't sure how to respond and the only thing I could really think quickly to say was it's not about you at all and it's mostly and ultimately about respect it is yeah yeah how to no no this should be how to how to be completely just sworn off the person and just be lose all have people lose all respect for you people don't want things like this we have a thing i have an article that will truly show you people as an as a society do not want things like this and just a few minutes, I think it's a, what, yeah, a few, a few stories from now, we'll, we'll come back a little bit to this conversation. 
this isn't what people want. People just want to talk to people normally. They don't want to be walking through a minefield every time they want to talk to anybody. Because that's just stupid. People want to have conversation normally. Not walk around yelling. Oh, so you're she, her, I'm he, him, I'm they, them. No one wants to do that. I mean, no one. It is about respect. That's an important point to make. And I think you did the right thing. I think it's important to keep it short and simple. What I would have said to help them understand better is to talk about mispronouncing names. For example, my name is Johnny, spelled J-O-N-Y. And it's normal for someone to pronounce my name like Joni. But if I were to tell you over and over again, my name is Johnny, and you insist on mispronouncing my name, I would feel disrespected by you. Some names are very difficult to pronounce, but do you know what is very easy to pronounce? She, he, they. <laughs> Man. What, what informational video that was. <sighs> I feel like I lost a lot there. I, I, I think I've lost a few pieces of myself. And I, I think I'll need to take a few soul-seeking journeys to the Grand Canyon to find it. I, but I may never come back, so. Well, speaking of losing, uh, Reagan, Megan Raponi of the U.S. soccer, you know, team might have heard of the uh, female soccer team. Sorry. You know, the, uh, she, she really does just love, love, love losing. Uh, she told Time Magazine... She's 100% supportive of trans inclusion in girls' sports, dismissing the concerns about fairness while emphasizing that people need to understand that sports is not the most important thing in life. Well, it's the most important thing in your life. You are on the U.S. women's soccer team. And of course, no, sports isn't the most important things in life. But, uh, but, you know, people treat it that way because that's something they are good at. That's something that they want to make a professional career in. And fans want to be able to back them and support them. It's not hard. You're supposed to have fans, but yet still none as 15-year-olds beat you. And I'm glad that you would love to just have men beat you down, too. So, fantastically, I just... I She just loves losing, guys. She is, at its very definition, a, law, a love of a loser. Because if she loses a ton, well, then she can claim it's unfair... And then when, or, you know, if she loses to a whole bunch of men, she can say, well, they're so stunning and brave and that they deserve the win more than I do. And it's fantastic. I'm, I'm glad, you know, I, she said this. I will also encourage everyone out there who is afraid someone's going to have an unfair advantage over their kids to really take a step back and think, what are we actually talking about here? The 36-year-old said, we're talking about people's lives. I'm sorry your kid's high school volleyball team just isn't that important, and neither is your team, but yet here you are, still saying shit, still talking shit, saying that equal pay is needed. Believe me, I'm all for equal pay for female sports, but you've got to back the viewers. You've got to back the viewers of it. And when you have a 15-year-old team, a group of 15-year-olds beat your entire team in a scrimmage, it just doesn't make you look good and really just makes you go, man, why did I watch this again? 
and you know if sports networks really wanted to you know show them off you know put them really out there but even then i don't i don't watch tv i don't i don't watch sports i i, I believe me you know I, I i would but i just am not interested i don't got time for that i'm too busy uh, I got other other things that I got to get done. You know, I'm doing this show right now. You know, I'm just too busy for this kind of thing. Uh, so, you know, I think I think we're at a I think I'm at a loss because our world is our world is especially in the first world countries. Our world is full of people who are who are fine with being losers. And never ever want to be winners as long as something of diversity or LGBT continues to be ahead of them. Because that's that's just fantastic. Well, speaking of LGBTQIA, QRSTUV. So, a uh, Japanese court ruled this week that same-sex marriage, the same-sex, uh, that Japan's same-sex marriage ban didn't violate its constitution. Uh, the Osaka District Court determined on Monday uh, that Article 24 of Japan's uh, Constitution did not confer protections on gay marriage. Plaintiffs were three same-sex couples, two male, one female, who filed for a 1 million yen in damage per couple, or about 77,400. They plan to appeal the ruling at the Osaka High Court. The court agreed with the government's arguments argument that the purpose of marriage was reproduction and according to translations of uh, of Yahoo Japan the court added that the system of marriage has served a greater uh, pragmatic purpose of protecting men and women to bear children and raise them marriage shall be based only on mutual consent of both sexes and it shall be maintained through mutual cooperation with the equal rights of husbands of husband and wife as a basis reads the constitution of Japan it's very cut and dry. There's no room for interpretation there. Uh, the district court opinion did speculate in its ruling that individual dignity may necessitate uh, marriage benefits for same-sex couples. Yeah, so... Yeah, I, I mean, that's very cut and dry, though, from, from the... From, from the... From the overall gem for the Constitution of Japan, that's very cut dry, no room for interpretation here. That's pretty pretty accurate. Uh, of course, last week the government of Japan's capital Tokyo adopted legislation to grant recognition that uh, certificates to same-sex couples starting in November. Out of Japan's forty-seven prefectures, uh, nine now recognize same-sex partnerships. About a quarter of Tokyo's sixty-two already granting those certificates so it's not the end of the world there's still parts of it where you can but not every prefecture which is fine it's it's how uh it's how uh it's how it is but yeah no i mean in japan you people really should you know maybe have have some kids. I, I don't know if you know this, but most of your population is really old, and like you know, gonna die out. And uh, you know, I really like the Japanese people. You know, you guys bring a lot to the table. 
right uh, you know I, I i love japan they bring a lot to the table you know they're they're bringing the most anti-woke entertainment to the world you know with different anime i mean spy x family out right now fantastic you should watch it it's a really really good show doesn't force any politics down your throat it's a great show seriously japan provides so much i mean you've got sony over there providing great stuff you've got toyota over there making fantastic technology you've got all the different sorts of manufacturing that comes out of there that's fantastic and when you have things like this going on it it's really really disappointing so is marriage you know for the most part really about that i mean that's one of the main reasons you might get married to be able to have kids with somebody and to form that everlasting bond and you know japan really does need that japan needs more kids they need a raise in their birth rate because right now as it sits japan is one declining population and they need new people in their society to truly form a better society. So, really hope that Japan will do that. It will become a bit better. But, you know, I don't agree with it. I don't disagree with the court's decision. If that's what it says, based on the Constitution, then that's what it says. Well, we're back with flops and wokeness. Lightyear. We talked about it a bit yesterday. Uh, but the Canadian professor and clinical psychologist, uh, Canada, it's hard to even read this. You know, I am not a fan of that third world country. Uh, attributed the failure of Toy Story spinoff Lightyear uh, for including the same sex kiss to market. Uh, obviously, you know, it did not do well. Uh, of course. Peterson noted that Americans are by no means enthused by woke corporate activists shoving leftist viewpoints down the throat. A recent poll conducted showed that all, although 29% of Amer American investors agree it's a good thing for companies to ledger their financial power for political and social means uh, supported by executives, 58% twice as many said it's a bad thing. Meanwhile, 56% of investors are firmly are firms are merely trying to abuse their critics. 34 firms genuinely believe it's the right thing when companies do take political stances. See, that's just the thing. Companies shouldn't need to be politically active. If they truly need to be, for whatever reason, in there in like an industry that maybe truly involves like their product, that's fine. But try to be as, you know, apolitical as possible as a company. You know, the Star Wars Twitter account the other day responded to a person's tweet say, uh, that said, uh, keep politics out of Star Wars. And they respond with two points. That queer, uh, including queer characters, isn't political. And that's not the main issue we have. And that two, it's called Star Wars. It's in the name. First off, Star Wars, okay, when you create a fictional world, what this should truly mean is that the world should have its own political uh, views. Inside the world, you need to come up and truly make, you know, you come, you need, when you're writing these things, you need to come from a political view, and you need to be able to make both sides of different arguments be able to be ones that people can take on and look at and look at the different plans and sort of make their decisions on. When you come in that way, 
you can see the different things that happen within the political viewpoints of different people. And you can truly make, you know, parties like in the Senate of the Republic truly stand out for what people want uh, and truly make senators come alive with different points of view. That's sort of the political aspect you need. And the politics come in from the different trade disputes that uh, planets have to different, you know, political wars, religious stuff that breaks out, all sorts of stuff like that. It shouldn't just be... It sh don't bring in the politics of the real world. You can include, you know, life lessons of the real world, which is what the the show Star Wars The Clone Wars is based on. Every single episode starts with a bit of a, like, a blue text with, like, a lesson. And that episode focuses on that lesson and teaches that lesson. That's why it's a fantastic kids show and that the premise works and the show is great. But there's some political stuff that happens. Not political stuff as in our world, but in the world of Star Wars. That's the politics that should be in Star Wars, not politics of the real world. This is the same thing for Lightyear. If you want to do a kiss scene of a same-sex character, you can do it. Just make it actually affect the story. Make it actually, you know, be a part of the story. Not that it's just, uh, oh, ha ha, here we're putting in some representation. That's it. For the most part, I don't give a rat's ass who the Star Wars movie is. Whether they're black, white, female, gay, I don't care what they are. Just be good. That's it. Just make it good and nothing else. Don't bring your politics into it. Bring in simply just good acting, good voice acting if that's what's required for this, and just a good overall story or just a fun overall movie that I can just turn my mind off to and not have to think about this stuff anymore. But now you have movies that are targeted at kids that that's all that's for. Politics doesn't be affected to them at this young of an age. If they hear it, so that's fine. I've heard it since I was in kindergarten political stuff. But it doesn't mean that as a child in kindergarten, I was going around, you know, spilling out freaking facts don't care about your feelings all over the kindergarten playground. No, I was just trying to be a normal kid, having fun, playing on the, you know, stuff. Now kids have to be like, I don't know what gender I am. Kids don't grow up that way anymore. And that's truly, truly devastating. And this is what they get, you know? There's a reason why I watch anime as much as I do at this point. Because most American and Western shows suck. They do. They suck. There are very few shows that are actually enjoyable over here that I enjoy. Especially on like the sort of adult cartoon area. You know? It, it sucks. And so, you know, I've turned to, you know, other forms of media. That's why I've turned to watching anime. Not just because, you know, I enjoy the art style, but because... Stories are better, you know, it may be a bit weird sometimes and a bit out there, but the overall, a lot of the times, have better overall plot and better overall enjoyment to where I feel like I'm not having a point of view shoved down my throat every single time I want to watch a show. It's just a show, and when I finish up the show, I'm not going, man, what a great political activism they really displayed there. I'm thinking... You know, that's a really solid show, or, you know, hey, that was pretty good, all right, you know, it was alright, it could be a bit better, you know, animation's a bit, you know, the first thing I'm thinking of when I'm watching those shows is, how's the animation, how's the art style, how the characters, how's the voice acting, that's what I'm thinking about, when I'm watching a western show, 
I'm thinking, okay, when's the when's our presentation coming in? I've just learned to expect it. You know, when's this character coming in? When's the when's the woke nonsense gonna come in? That's what I'm always expecting. So is this movie gonna continue to flop and fail? Yes. Is it gonna maybe send a message? No. There's been several types of movies like this before, and it's not gonna change. They will continue to do this until uh until the end of time. So they will just never ever learn. It will just never, never, ever fucking learn, will they? For sharing child. Alright, well, there we go. You already started to hear the next story. <sighs> Speaking of teachers who are just utterly terrible, uh, we have this one coming out of Hawaii. Now, what you're about to hear is, uh, you know, obviously disturbing, and I'm glad that this person has been taken care of. Teacher has been arrested for sharing child pornography. Federal prosecutors say Alden Bunog sent illicit pictures and video to another teacher on the mainland and admitted to sex with a 13-year-old student. Manolo Morales reports. Alden Bunag made his first court appearance on Thursday at the federal courthouse and remains in custody until his next hearing. Court records say he admitted to investigators that he recorded his sexual encounters with a 13-year-old boy who was a former student and sent the videos to others through a messenger app. According to federal court documents, Bunag had been sending child pornography to a teacher in Philadelphia. That teacher was arrested in October. Documents say Bunag and the mainland teacher exchanged over 3,300 messages to include hundreds of images and video files. And that Bunag claimed to have sex with the boy at the school during lunch breaks. He also described the boy as a former student and knew that he was a minor at the time. Records say he also admitted to distributing the video recording of his sexual contact and admitted to distributing child pornography involving other minor victims. Uh, 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 see, here's here's what we deal with as a society. Here, here's what we got. Of course, this person also had a social media account. Well, let's read some of them. Uh, you have yet to determine why teaching kids basic sex ed and discussing gender slash sexuality with them is grooming. Well, I've repeatedly explained why. Don't tell me to fucking Google anything. This is also why no one should take you guys seriously. You can never back shit up. So you want kids to be completely ignorant about sex, which is true because pedos like you can uh, feel them up and they won't understand what's going on and can't verbalize it to their parents or others. Also, talking about being LGBTQ does not require disgusting sex whatsoever. It's basically saying who you want to have sex with. So, yes, it is. Uh, sex orientation doesn't require discussing sex, you fucking pervert, unless your brain automatically goes to fucking whenever you think two dudes like each other. Keep on demonstrating how sick in the mind you are. 
Yep, coming from the person who is a fucking pedophile. Also, uh, you fuck you, you're fucking acting like we want to show kids porn or something, but something I've learned through the years is that whenever right wingers accuse others of something, it's definitely because they're projecting. Really? Because I usually see it the other way around. That's funny. Yeah, he was a he was a socialist high school teacher fighting for a better society for my students to graduate into artist, dancer, singer, ph uh, f photographer, writer, creative educator, and pedophile. Now you can add that one in there. Once he gets out of jail, never because he should be immediately exterminated. We don't need people like this in our world. And you may think that's harsh. He is a pedophile. There is no harsher punishment than his death. Should he put upon this? I don't care what happens. It could be someone I really like. If they're turned out to be a pedophile, I want their head off of their neck. There is no room in this world for pedophilia. We cannot continue to have such people in this world anymore. That's just not a thing that we can continue to do. We do not need pedophilia in this world. We don't need to unstigmatize it. We need to more stigmatize it. Pedophilia should not be a thing that our world should resort to. It never should be. It never will be. I hope. Seriously, if I if we start living in a world where pedophilia is just a, oh, it's all fine and dandy, then I don't think I want to live in this society or this world anymore than I already do. Because that's fucking disgusting. So, yeah. Person's head should roll. Well, I thought we'd end our very prideful journey today with this video from a third grade teacher shows showing us the inclusive book she reads to the eight-year-olds at her school. Wait, let's hear it. I'm I'm ready. I you know I need some inclusive books in my life. I'm going to show you some books in my third grade classroom with LGBTQ representation because representation matters. No, it doesn't. Pride, the story of Harvey Milk and the rainbow flag, is a true story of how the rainbow flag came to be a symbol of the LGBTQ community and what it means to that community today. You know, remember when rainbows were like, you know, universally loved? I now don't like rainbows because I just, I, I'm not a part of the community and I don't want to be pushing that sort of message. So I just, I, I can't enjoy rainbows anymore. It sucks because I'm a man who loves colors, but now I... Uh, you know, now everything is dark and gray. And... Julian is a mermaid and Pink is for boys are two stories that challenge gender stereotypes and encourage boys to be who they want to be and to not conform to what society tells us. Got it. So that to conform to society to be more beta males. Got it. Cool. Thank you. That they have to. A family is a family is a family is a story about all kinds of different family structures and what it really means to be a part of a family. Or, uh, as I put it, how to have kids that grow up and never actually have a proper family structure in their life so that they grow up confused and dazed. Got it. Thank you. Hula Warrior is a story of a non-binary person who challenges gender roles to kind of discover who they are on their journey to become a Hula Warrior. Let me know if you have any more recommendations. No, I don't need any more recommendations. This is this is my mind today. This is this is my mind right now.
It's just screaming. It's just screaming. Okay, it is. It is just, just screaming. Yeah, yeah. We're we're doing great, guys. I'm super duper happy. I'm glad that we could have so much great, great, great people in our society. I'm truly, you know, it's it's always great. Ah, oh, man. Hmm. Bring such joy to my face. Well, that is going to do it for the Political Panda program today. If you did happen to enjoy yourself for whatever reason and enjoying my stumble uh, through this just horrible, horrible world, uh, then please do, you know, subscribe to the program, follow me on Twitter and Truth Social. I'll see you guys tomorrow in your torture chair, but for now, I'm going to return off the lights. But anyway, this concludes the Political Panda program. Until tomorrow. See ya.